live at the conclusion of a Buckeyes battle with the Terrapins. That was not something I expected to say at the end of today's game, but that's how the game went down. The Buckeyes in the contest with a 34-17 win over the Maryland Terrapins and advance their record to 5-0. The Locked on Buckeyes postcast after a Buckeyes win starts now. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ah, yes. A win feels good. Every time you win the contest with the, with the win, it makes you feel good about how your team won, how your team played. And sometimes it brings a little bit of added feeling of satisfaction guys this is jay stevens the host of locked on buckeyes and this is a locked on buckeyes postcast after a buckeyes win over the maryland terrapins it wasn't always pretty we'll discuss what went down during today's game during this show but the buckeyes ultimately walk away and end this contest with a win today's postcast is brought to you by our friends at linkedin jobs these days every new Potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. During today's postcast, we will discuss some of the things Maryland did that made things hard for Ohio State. And once again, we will discuss Buckeyes' issues on the offensive line. But before we get to any of that, I have to start the show off with a positive. Because ultimately, when you win a game, things are positive at the end. Regardless of how it feels during the game, during the four quarters, or maybe two and a half uh, quarters during the game, no matter if it was tough most of the time or if it was easy, if you end the game with a win, that is what you are trying to accomplish when you start that game. This game was not pretty the entire time. And this is also one of those games where I am watching it, and I am not really overly emotional while watching the game. I'm, I'm not happy, don't get me wrong, but I was very calm, subdued, just kind of waiting things out. I thought the Buckeyes would win the game. We discussed that on Thursday show, on Friday show. I was not even during this portion of the game thinking Ohio State's going to lose. It was when would they take the lead? Would it be third quarter? Would they start to extend that lead? Would it be second quarter? Would it be fourth quarter? Like literally in the beginning of the second quarter, I'm like, well, they're not playing well. They can still take this lead over and take the game over whenever they want to. That wasn't the case. Maryland took advantage of some issues with Ohio State's offensive line. Maryland took advantage of Ohio State's inability to run the ball. Maryland took advantage of some really questionable play calling. Maryland took advantage of their quarterback being really good and to lay a chunk of Iloa. Maryland took advantage of a lot of things. Also, Maryland could not take advantage of Ohio State in the second half. Maryland was not able to take advantage of Kyle McCord and Harrison Jr. and the other Buckeyes that really started to get loose just a little bit. Not in a big way, but just a little bit. We got to see what the Buckeyes might be down the road when the offensive playbook is opened up. Also, I got to say this quickly. Maryland's a good football team. Now, 
not better than Ohio State. I think we all knew that going into the game. And even during the game, you're wondering, like, when are things going to change? Not, not a bad team. Maryland's a good football team, and I do believe that is why things were difficult and hard for the Buckeyes in this game. In the first half, I went ahead and took some screenshots of some stats, and things weren't pretty. Things were not great. Kyle Accord, first half stats, 8 for 15, 126 um, uh, passing yards, zero touchdowns, zero INTs. Really just took what the defense gave him, what the off, what the what the uh, what was given to him at that time. So I really understand, like, hey, things weren't great, but he wasn't really able to work with much because at times he was running for his life. One of the sour notes and bad parts about the Buckeyes' offense in the first half was their inability to run the ball, which will come up later in the show. But it was abysmal. Literally abysmal, bad, horrific in the first half. 16 total rush yards. That does take into account the negative sack yardage and also Cody Simon's um, fake punt, you may want to say, or bad snap on a punt, you may want to say, whatever it might be. Cody Simon is credited for one carry, a negative three-yard run, which goes into the total sack yardage in this game of 16 yards. On the other hand, for... For Maryland to lay a 13 to 27, 140 passing yards, nothing great for him either. Maryland only 37 rushing yards in the first half. That wasn't great. Things weren't really going well for Maryland, was just trying to figure some things out in the first half, and they figured something out. The game was tied. Then all of a sudden, what do we find? In the second half, when the Buckeyes started to really exert their will and really just them having better talent started to um, expose itself in the second half, that is a big reason why the Buckeyes were able to overcome some of their obstacles in this game to end this game with the victory. We can look at Marvin Harrison Jr.'s big catch on the sidelines, which I am still wondering, how does Marvin consistently make these big-time catches? I don't know, man. I know his dad is good. Pro Football Hall of Famer, former Syracuse uh, Syracuse great on the football field. That's great. But Marv Harrison Jr. is different than Marv Harrison Sr. Different body type, uh, different skill set. A lot of the same skills are possessed by both, but Jr. has a little bit of something different that Dad did not have. Cade Stover's touchdown. I, I just wrote down some big plays here, and once I started writing, I was like, man, I need more space. Joshua Proctor's interception, Lathan Ransom's intersection, interception, JT sack. Now, on that sack, he was untouched, but also he was untouched, and his angles are great. If you're not going to block him, he's going to make a beeline straight to the ball carrier, straight to the quarterback in this instance who had the ball in his hand. Boom, he was there. His quickness, his athleticism, is continuing to be on display, and JT is playing really good ball right now. Some other things that I wrote down, um, Tyleek Williams continues to play good ball. Like, we're going to talk about guys on the, on the defensive line that are playing very, very well consistently. JT's playing better. Sawyer's playing better. But also, you have Tyleek Williams, who has maybe been the most consistent defensive lineman that Ohio State has had this year. You add in, uh, Chip Trainum's rushing touchdown, which, man, I wish we got more of that. I wish. I Oh, my, yeah, I forgot to leave one note earlier in the show. Travion Henderson was unavailable in this game. It was not uh, disclosed, made public, why Henderson was unavailable in this game, but he was ruled out at the time that Ohio State 
needed to announce their availability report and hand it into the Big Ten Conference, the Big Ten office, the league office. It came out that Henderson was unavailable. I do wonder if down the road the Big Ten's going to say, hey, look, you need to tell us when play when players are unavailable and they're ruled out, why are they out? Schools will say no. Schools won't like it. But I think it would be great, honestly, for the league to know why their players, why the players that are in the Big Ten Conference are unavailable to play. Maybe there are doctors that can help get the player back on the field quicker because they know, hey, here's how you can help here. Are you doing this? Are you doing that? Just food for thought. Just thought in my head about something that might come down the road. Also, the third down stop by Sonny Styles. Um, JT Toamaloal um was great on a big fourth and three stop. He didn't get there first, but ultimately he was a big reason why the Buckeyes got that stop. Cody Simon and I do believe Igman Olsen uh combined for that stop, that tackle there on fourth and three. This defense is playing better. We'll go over some more stats here in a second. Defense is playing really good. Maybe this is what the beginning of the game was a post bye week slump. Get those cobwebs out of you because <laughs> this ain't the time for that post bye week slump. Purdue next week on the road, not a good team, but it's still a team that can do a little bit and scare you just a tad. Then you got Penn State after, Wisconsin after. We got over the schedule enough. Not going to do it now, but the Buckeyes come away while battling with the Terrapins. They end the contest with a 34 17 win over the Terps. Coming up next, we will discuss some of the things that Maryland did to make things hard for Ohio State in this game. That's coming next as the Locked on Buckeyes postcast rolls on after a Buckeyes win. This episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you had to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free, free to create a job post at LinkedIn Jobs. Once you create your job post, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in, in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Maryland knew coming into this game, there was a good chance that if they wanted to win the game, they needed to come out early and exert their will and kind of do some things to make things hard for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Everybody and a mama know in college football, Ohio State struggles to run the ball. Henderson in the game, Henderson out of the game. Chip in the game, Chip out of the game. Mayan in the game, Mayan out of the game. It don't matter. The Buckeyes struggle to run the football. The Buckeyes only had 16 total yards, 16 yards of offense, uh, excuse me, 16 rushing yards, total rushing yards in the first half of this game. They end the game with 64. 
Think about the last time you knew an Ohio State team that played Maryland that ended a game with less than 75 total rushing yards collectively. Think about that in your mind. You're probably thinking, Jay, it probably never happened. Assuming we all know now that these two teams have only played, I think this is the ninth meeting between these two schools. Every time that the Maryland and Ohio State have played, it's been when Maryland has been in the Big Ten Conference, which goes to why these two schools have not played more. But man, this is bad. This is horrible. Now also, some of your early game struggles, trying to figure out the proper plays to call, trying to figure out what the opposition is doing. I do believe some of that is going into some of the rushing issues that the team has. Also, Maryland might know that, hey, on third down, third and short, Ryan Day might be prone to pass the ball. So what did Maryland do? Defended the pass very well in some of those moments earlier in the game. Third and two. I wrote it down. I wrote it down on the paper. This is one of the first few drives of the game. Uh, Maryland ended up stopping Ohio State. I believe it was, was I think it was the first drive of the game. Third and two. Ryan Day calls a pass. I believe it was first and ten. Nothing. Uh, pass plays. Second and ten. Chip runs for eight. Third and two. Day calls a pass. I understand the script. I understand all of that. But you're playing into what the defense is good at, which is defending the pass. Why in the world would you not go behind a guy once again who just got you eight yards on his first carry of the game? Some things you would think make a whole lot of sense. It would be common knowledge. Then some of those are not. Also, I do understand also that at this point in the game, so some people don't come at, don't, don't come at me yet. I also understand sometimes the first 10 to 15 players or 12 to 15 plays, depending on the coach, they're scripted. That is what you're going to be running no matter what. I understand that. Sometimes you got to go off script to get your team back on schedule. And one thing we have learned, and everybody knows this out in the country, if you get Ohio State off schedule, if you get them uh, off their rocker, you may want to say, if you get them doing things that are not in the playbook in the way that they want to run, the, run their team offensively, there's a good chance you can have success as a defense against the Buckeyes. Now, Maryland knew that. Maryland knew going into it. There are some areas that they can exploit. The two tackle spots, Maryland exploited that. The inability of Ohio State to get to the second level, Maryland took advantage of that. The Buckeyes um, defensively, the Buckeyes defensively doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one coverage, and I was taking more notes than normal in this, in this game. It still sometimes confuses me why Ohio State has certain guys who are not the best guys in one-on-one -on -one coverage, consistently be in one-on-one -on -one coverage. Maryland took advantage of one time going to the right side of the field. Sonny Styles, a one-on-one coverage, who is learning how to – it was a good defender. I won't say he's elite. He's good. He's learning. He's solid. But Maryland knows, man, if you get this kid on an island one-on-one -on -one going towards the side of the field, there's a good chance that if, you, if the ball is placed in the proper spot, it will be a completion. Mission accomplished. Another time, Lathan Ransom, one-on-one. -on -one. He's good. That's not a strong suit. Completion. There are other times Denzel Burke will be able to stop guys. Igbin Olsen might get picked on. Why? Because there's a lot of one-on-one -on -one guys being on an island 
that we're seeing this year. I saw it last year as well, but a good quarterback is going to take advantage of those areas. One of the biggest issues for Ohio State, and it's not just offensive line, but situational play calling goes into it as well. If you can't run the ball, it's going to be hard on your quarterback who played good this today, on, on Saturday. Good, played good today. Not, not, not amazing, not elite, but played good. Uh, the numbers tell you one picture, 19 or 29, a career high in passing yards of 320 for Kyle McCord and two passing touchdowns. But Kyle McCord, man, it, sometimes I'm sitting here like, do y'all want to help the brother out? Do y'all want your quarterback to stay upright? Do y'all want to make things easy for him? I, I would I would if I was out there. Blocking for him consistently. Communication in pass pro would be ideal. But once again, that is a struggle. Now, I also wonder, why did the team come out flat once again? Why in the world when I'm writing down stuff, it's a third down sack on the early drive for the Buckeyes. Uh, McCord was sacked. Uh, another drive for the Buckeyes. McCord was sacked once again on third down. Um, we'll get to why later in the show. There was an incompletion on third and 10, um, third and two to fourth and two. Uh, why in the world am I go over and over a sack, a sack, describing why the sack went down? What is going on? Third and long, third and long, third and long. Maryland knows like other people. If the Buckeyes are not on schedule, things are going to be difficult for them. We saw it against Indiana, saw it against Youngstown State, saw it against Western Kentucky was a little bit different because after a quarter and a half, the Buckeyes just took over that entire game, and it didn't matter. They were on schedule the rest of the way. Notre Dame, we saw that there. Kyle McCord overcame being off schedule. Uh, was a fourth and seven, a third and 19 against Notre Dame, where he had completion to Fleming, completion to Abuka, uh, had a completion earlier in that same drive, to Marvin Harrison Jr., where he overcame being off script, being off schedule. He can do it. But in those moments, what do we find? The players, all 11, playing out of their mind, playing in a, in a hostile environment. This time it's homecoming. This time you're in the shoe. It's in your home. You should be comfortable. You should be playing your best ball. Didn't happen. It did not happen for all four quarters on Saturday afternoon. Maryland made things tough for the Buckeyes. But ultimately, the Buckeyes overcame that obstacle, overcame some of their self-imposed obstacles to come away victorious with, a, I said 34-17 earlier, 37-17, excuse me, 37-17 win over the Maryland Terrapins. Coming up next, we'll discuss a position group that continues to have issues and struggle through the first five games of the season. It's coming at you next. On the, as a locked on Buckeyes postcast rolls on after a Buckeyes win. This episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action, especially during a weekend where there is a game on Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Literally football from 9.30 until 11 o'clock that evening. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. The app, FanDuel Sportsbook app, is safe, secure, and super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting, of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So 
Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Once again, visit FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank everyone for tuning in to this Locked on Buckeyes postcast live at the conclusion of a Buckeyes win. We plan on doing this after most Buckeyes games. I have plans to go to a game next week against Purdue. There will be no postcast at the conclusion of that game. However, there will be a show coming at you next Sunday after that game It concludes. But Penn State, Wisconsin, the rest of the, rest of the year, there will be postcast at the conclusion of that Saturday's Ohio State game. And I hope it ends in a win just like this one did. But also, I hope it it also ends with a game where the Buckeyes end up, well, having better play on the offensive line. This is a subject that's not going away anytime soon. And if you think on the show coming up tomorrow or Monday or Tuesday or wherever you're ch- catching this show, that you realize this is going to happen. This is going to continue. Till the Buckeyes, Justin Fry, Ryan Day, Brian Hartline, and the other offensive coaches realize something might need to change. We're going to talk about this. Or maybe this is the best five, and the best five is, well, not that good consistently playing together. I don't know, man. I, I saw something on Twitter during the game. I didn't react to it. I just saw it. Somebody said, Ohio State spends all this time recruiting wide receivers. How about they spend some time recruiting offensive linemen? Now, I know that there's some sarcasm in that, and I understand what they're saying. Ohio State has really good receivers. Freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Like any class, they get really good receivers every single year. Why in the world is is that not happening on the offensive line? Now, you may want to say, Jay, there's a new offensive line coach, and you, you you have to figure out a way to... Um, for him to get his guys in there. Okay, great. That's a thought. Here's another thought. The guys that the coach before was coach was uh, recruiting off into linemen, and everybody knew at this point this year there was a good chance DeJuan Jones, Paris Johnson Jr., and Luke Whipler could be gone. Luke Whipler of those three was the one that would be the least likely to leave early, but you knew it was a chance. Why in the world are we once again – having the same song and dance week after week after week that is all for the line. Communication struggles. They struggle on a double team getting to the second level. And it doesn't matter who it is. doesn't matter who the opponent is. They struggle to get to the second level. Something needs to change. If you want to beat Penn State, if you want to beat Wisconsin, if you want to beat Michigan, if you want to win the Big Ten Conference, if you want to win a playoff game in the semifinal round, and you want to win the Natty, you got to figure out a way for the offensive line to play better. And if that means putting somebody else out there, make that change. Because in this game, this game we just watched for all four quarters, that had all kinds of emotions going through us during this game. What did we see? Simmons struggling. Jackson struggling. Hensman struggling, Jones struggling, and Fryer struggling. Didn't matter. I can't just say it was the two left tackles. I can't just say it was one of the guards. Kid just pointed at 75 the center. All five guys at one point had issues struggling during this game. I had somebody text me during the game and said, Boy, we might, it might be time to try somebody else out on the offensive line. 
And I've learned one thing about Ohio State, and I kind of almost bought into what was being said during fall camp. Well, this guy's flashing, Luke Montgomery. Okay, cool. He wears number 98 every single game. That's not an eligible lineman number. Tego Tishabola's flashing. Okay, great. Cool. Um, Well, I don't think he's played with the starting five, even in a um uh, six-man role throughout any portion of the season. Okay, great. Cool. Flash there. Um, well, Vic Cutler and Jacob James. Okay, cool. Like, well, I haven't seen any of those guys play in a sixth man role on the offensive line. What have I seen? Some of the some of the same struggles. Game after game after game after game after game. This is not a post bye week issue. This is a season issue, a 2023 issue, where the Buckeyes offensive line is not consistently blocking. There's too many times we see Kyle McCord running around. It is not just it's not just that he's holding the ball too long. He's waiting for plays to develop. Now, against good defenses, it may take a half a second longer for a play to develop, which means the offensive lineman needs to hold his block for a second longer until the whistle blows. Why? Because you got to do what is needed to keep your quarterback upright so he can consistently move the ball down the field either on on the ground or through the air, the offensive line continues to be an issue. And I don't know what the proper solution is. Let's say you put in take a tackle to Chabola at left tackle. Do you put him at, excuse me, at tackle? Do you put him at left tackle or right tackle? Both guys have struggled. Let's say you take Luke Montgomery out of that number 98 jersey. Do you put him at left tackle or right tackle? I don't know. Both guys have struggled. Okay, who would put that number 98 jersey on? It has to be somebody that's good on the outside, um, big enough last guy on the line of scrimmage primarily in that spot, who, who who would that be? I don't know. So there's so many things that go into this particular conversation about the offensive line. But in this game, they struggled once again, getting to the second level. Pass pro was an issue, a bad issue by some. Some guys make the same issues over and over and over. And I don't like being this harsh or being this specific to point out issues during a game, in a game where the Buckeyes struggled, where it was a battle with the Terrapins, was not that's not something I expected to say during this show, but that's the way the cookie crumbled on Saturday afternoon in the shoot. When I see something, I got to say something. And I see some more issues. They were exposed in this game. Whoo, it's a good thing the Buckeyes have Purdue next week. Because if this was Penn State next week, whoo, 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 that'd be a can of worms on this show leading up to it that, you might see me be a little bit more full of anxiety and um, a little more um, uneasy with making the prediction because my thought right now is something I don't want to make public because I don't want my thought to be what actually happens when the Buckeyes and the Nitty Lions meet in a couple of weeks. Next week is Purdue, a road game, Ross Aid Stadium. A stadium where they have been doing renovations. The fans are going to be loud, wild, and they want to repeat the 2018. The Purdue fans do. Ohio State fans, I sure hope you don't want to repeat a 2018 because if you do, you have some explaining to do. The explaining of this show, of this game, <laughs> Buckeyes win 37-17. They had the wrong score earlier in the, in the show. I said 34-17. Final score, 37-17. A 20-point win over the Maryland Terrapins. And the Buckeyes win this game without number 32, Trevion Henderson, as he was ruled out a couple hours prior to kickoff 
of this game on Saturday afternoon. Thank you for tuning into this Locked on Buckeyes postcast. If you are catching this after the fact on the audio portion or maybe later on the YouTube after the show is live, thank you as well for everybody watching or listening. Subscribe to the Locked on Buckeyes YouTube page. Hit that bell so you are notified every time a video goes live. And also hit the like button on this video and leave a comment in this video as well. If you're an audio listener, Apple, Spotify, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your fine podcast, follow, subscribe, five-star review and ratings, wherever you can leave them about this show. I greatly appreciate it. You can also follow me on X at jstevens 7 Leave all the send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. I love doing postcast after a win. This win was not always fun to watch, but the final outcome is one that I love. A 37-17 Buckeyes win over those Maryland Terrapins. I'm out of here on a Saturday afternoon. We will be back talking to you Monday morning, reacting more to this Buckeyes win.